Boom. Happy Monday, YouTube family. We're back with another awesome subscriber first wholesale deal in for interview. 40 G's on his first wholesale deal. I'm going to have him share with you guys his stories. But before we get into that, for those of you guys who haven't followed me on IG, you can also find our special guests on Instagram when you follow me as well. Follow me on Kong.WTM. K-H-A-N-G-W-T-M. And um, so you guys, and for those of you who recently closed your first wholesale deal, drop me a comment with your email or email me at wholesale2millions at gmail.com. Would love to get you onto the show to share your stories and your first wholesale deal. And the whole goal is to help inspire and motivate those of you who haven't to keep pushing, keep going, and letting you know that it's possible for everybody. And if you are committed to it, you can achieve it. All right, you guys. So help me welcome our guest, Jordan from New York or uh, New Jersey or New York, right? Yeah, yeah, New York, Long Island. New York, what up, buddy? Hey, what's up, bro? So uh, Jordan here is from New York, Long Island for you, you guys. So those of you who's in the area, maybe you can hit him up after this or something like that, and he'll be able to give you guys a little bit of guidance or hook up and do some deals together. Yeah. Jordan, how's your day going, bro? Happy it's Monday. Going, happy Monday, bro. It's going really, really well. I just drank uh, uh, a fruit and vegetable juice, so I'm you know, feeling pretty good. Nice man. I got my I got my tea. My wife makes me these teas every uh, morning. So uh, what does I'm it have? Yeah, I'm ready, man. So let's get into it, dude. Um, so share with everybody kind of your stories, and then we'll merge into your first wholesale deal. Um, so I'm a musician by trade. Um, I've been uh, making music since I was like six years old, like rapping, producing. So um, for 19 years, I, I made music and. Um, I, I was always a, an entrepreneur and uh, I, I always had the itch to like go and, and build my own businesses and, and do these things. But music took up all of my time and I was just broke trying to figure out how to make money to invest into music. And there was really like no hope other than just like sticking to it and, and just hope, hoping to make it through music. Um, but then as I got older, um, you know, I, I would run across like business ideas and, um, you know, I, I would just like try every single thing that I could get my hands on. Like I, I tried everything, network marketing. I tried, um, you know, like, uh, man, like just everything, I, uh, trading, everything I could think of. I failed at, at like at least like, <coughs> man, like, like, like 10 different ideas, you know, and, and I just like kept failing forward and kept failing forward. But the most important thing was that I, I just, I, I, my mindset was, was growing and was getting better. The more I failed, the more I learned. Um, I didn't notice like how much my, my, my brain was soaking all of this stuff in and organizing it. And, it, you know, it just became like, um, like the, my strongest asset after a while, you know, just the mindset that I grew out of, out of uh, um, you know, like just trying and trying and trying and failing and failing and learning along the way. Gotcha, man. So, so Jordan, I mean, so, so before you got into wholesaling, are you doing something specific? Are you, are you working at a job or are you having a little small business or, or kind of where you're at? Um, I, I guess b b before you did the first wholesale deal. So I was working, taking care of, I was working at home actually, um, taking care of my mom. She, so, 
because of that, I had a lot of time freedom because it's a really easy job. Um, so I, I, you know, I split the days with my, with my aunt, my aunt works like four days. I worked the other three days and, um, yeah, it was a great job. You know, I, like it was, it was for, for a job, you know, like for such an easy job, it paid well and it gave me a lot of time freedom, which allowed me to be able to, to learn wholesaling and, you know, and, and market and do whatever I had to do. Gotcha, man. So, um, Jordan, how did you discover wholesale? So I actually, this, I don't know if you know about um, Alex Sainz or Alex Sainz. He's from Arizona. He's a, he's a wholesaler out there. Um, he, 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 like, he's um, incredible. So I, I came across him on Facebook two years ago and wholesaling was actually like his side business. And at the time he was doing something else and I partnered with him on, on the other thing that he was doing. Um, and we made a little bit of money. It wasn't nothing crazy, but it was good money for the time. And then he, you know, little by little was just taking off with the wholesaling. And I, two years ago, I, I knew I wanted to wholesale. But the thing about wholesaling is that you don't, if you don't have somebody to guide you, you don't know where to start. You don't know. Like, it's very simple. But unless you have somebody to tell you, hey, you have to do this, this and that, you, you're, it's very confusing to, in the beginning, right? So um, two years ago, I knew I wanted to wholesale but I just didn't have anybody to teach me step-by-step. Step. So I, it took me a little while to, to figure it out on my own. I see. Okay. So Jordan, so, so, so technically you started two years ago. I, I, well, I, I never actually went out and tried it. I, I, I got the idea two years ago. Yeah. So you got the ideas two years ago and were you like over that two years, were you gathering information and watching video or, or what were you doing? I was just, I wasn't watching, I wasn't learning because I didn't know, um, I, I, I didn't want it bad enough, pretty much, okay. you know, I, I was still focused on music and I was still focused on trading and I, I just, I had no idea how powerful it was, you know, so if I knew what I, like, if I knew back then what I know now, I would, I would have dropped everything and focused oh. on wholesaling. Gotcha, man. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So, um, so two years ago, you, uh, you found the ideas to, uh, through Alex, well, your buddy. Okay. He's killing it, man. He's like over time he wouldn't, he was just making more and more. Now he's doing like 150 a month, like 150,000 a month. He's 21 years old, you know? Dang, so, so once I saw that and I'm 25. So once I saw that, I'm like, and I know him, you know, I've spoken to him. I know him as a person. So I know he's not lying, you know? So that, that's what it was, you know, but it was just, incredible oh dang bro i um i gotta get him onto the show for a powerhouse interview yeah yeah he's he, him and his friends he, he's friends with um with uh, a, a team in arizona called um carlos and sal uh -huh. so those are the people that i was watching before i came across you and um yeah they're killing it they do like 600 a month like 600 to 400 a month you know dang, like, bro. insane Dang. So, um, okay. So now when did you seriously got into wholesaling? So seriously, like four, like three to four months ago. Okay. So three to four months ago. So two years ago. Okay. So did you have a mentor or you would try and figure everything out yourself? Everything. I was trying to figure everything out on my, on my own. So why didn't you reach out to, uh, Alex? Was he too busy? way too busy it like it, you know like I would reach out to him through, throughout the two years and and I would just you know like 
I, he'll just be like, yo, I want to help you, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just swamped right now. And like, you know, he's a good guy, you know, but it, it's really the time. It was just the time that, and, and really I, like, I just, I learned over time that I needed to make, I, I, I didn't want it enough at the time. And I, I, it, it was, it's okay that it took me so long because I finally got to the point where I was like, there's nobody that's going to make this happen if I don't make it happen for myself, you know? So I'm, I'm glad that it happened the way that it happened. Gotcha, man. Absolutely agree. Uh, I agree with you, Jordan. So you guys, before I get into um, having Jordan share his first wholesale do interview, I want to um, add on top of what uh, Jordan mentioned about, you know, why didn't you reach out to Alex and getting a mentor? He was too busy. Let me share something with you guys. The people that got up to the top and they are start making a lot of money doing what they're, they're doing. And it's not about now. It's like, you know, I'm going to pay them to mentor, but it's actually, are they going to accept you to actually take the time to do it? Cause you guys just don't understand. Like, when, when, I was, uh, when I was seeking for my mentor, literally, I had to take no for an answer. Like what, he, he said like no like 10 times, mm-hmm. and I would just keep on going at it. Because you guys got to understand now, it's about the other person. Do they want to mentor you, yeah. right? I mean, they're, they're, you've got to pay a price, but are they willing to do it? That is the problem because you guys got to understand is that once you know how to do this business, it's like you pay them once, and once you know once you know how to uh, to do the business, you'll be able to duplicate and just making that money over and over and over again. It's like okay, I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay 40k for this phone, and I, I can use that phone to make the 40,000 over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people are afraid to invest in themselves or invest in a program or a business uh, or whatever it is, right? Or in a mentor. The reason why is because they keep on thinking that they have, they are losing. Oh, I'm going to lose the 20,000, mm-hmm. but you don't. Un- hey, it froze. Can you hear me? Hey, Kang. Yeah, I'm on the right internet. I don't want to exit out of it. I don't know if it, um, if you can still hear me. I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can, your screen froze. Hey, uh, so, hey uh, Jordan, you there? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, um, sorry about that. For for some reason, it got cut out. I think it's on my end, um, okay. but we're, we're still recorded. So, you guys, let me finish this up really quick. You know, you got to know who you are. I was pretty much going to um, seminars, taking massive actions, but I was kind of information overload. I just didn't know, like, what exactly I – what I am exactly doing. Like, I was busy – but I didn't know what exactly I was doing to actually get the results. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so what I'm sharing with you guys is, you know, know who you are. So I knew that I have to get a mentor that's going to take me by my hand, show me step by step exactly what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
So, um, so that's why when we came across and, and we saw the mentor, I just got to say no for an answer. I just got, I said that I don't want, like, I don't want to waste another six months or another year and trying to figure this out. I'd rather, you know, pay up the price and then start getting results so I can, you know, a year later start producing, you know, producing, like if I'm going to pay 40 G or 50 K for a mentor or 20 K for a mentor. I know that the next six months or year, I can make that over, over again. I just don't want my, my, my last six months or my last year to be the same. You know, my, I mean my next six months or year to be the same as my last. Yeah. And for me, and for me is I just don't, I just don't want to waste any more time. Like I, I want to change my life and, and I'm just ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I think ahead. it's about, I think it's about valuing time over money. When the thing about like, so, so I've been, I feel like I was born an entrepreneur, right? Like I, I, like I could tell like you were probably born with this in you, right? Like, like you just knew that you wanted something more out of life. Right. So when, and, and, and the, like the, the one thing that I noticed a lot is that hurts a lot of entrepreneurs is that they get stuck in their ways and they're afraid to do something different but they're doing the same thing over and over again and they're not getting results, but they're just afraid of that change and that's what's holding them back, right? And I just don't understand it, you know, because I've never been like that, but I, but I, but I, like, I, that's one thing that I try to tell people is like, don't be afraid. Like, all right, find people that are doing exactly what you wanna do and that have the results that you wanna have and do what they're doing. If they're going out, if people that are making 100000 300000 a month are going out and spending money and paying mentors that are more successful than them to learn what those mentors know, then why aren't you doing that at a smaller level, right? Like, it's like, you know, it's not always doing what people say, but it's, you know, doing what they do. And like, I, and it's also another thing is that they try to take shortcuts and you can't fool the universe like the universe knows if you're ready or not to receive the rewards of of hard work right like if you know like you're trying to take shortcuts and and trying to trying to act like you've done all the work when you really haven't and then wondering why you're not like you know reaping the rewards of that you have to do the work you have to go through the entire process to become a successful entrepreneur it's a long process it's it's stressful. It's like, it's, it's borderline insanity. Like it, like there's times where like, well, you question yourself. Like I question myself every day, even after we closed that big deal, even after making a little bit of money, I still question myself, you know, and, and I'll probably still be questioning myself when I'm making a hundred thousand, 500,000 a month or whatever I'm making, because I think that's the mark of a, of a great entrepreneur is somebody that doesn't, that understands that they don't know everything, you know, and is always willing to learn more and, 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 you know, and grow more. Absolutely. I agree. And you guys really sorry. I really like this conversations and really sorry we're getting off topic, but when you find somebody, you know, that are like, like minded talking the same way that you talk and, and, and operates and thinks it's just good. Right. You, I keep on wanting to talk about it. And uh, so, um, so you, you, you see, the thing is, you guys got to understand that in life, you, you, you cannot, like, you have to pay your fees. You have to pay your dues to, to get to where you want it to be, right? Everybody pays their, their dues to get to where they want it to be. 
So don't think like you jump in, you, you, it's like, you know, there's, there's no, and it's in a lot of times where it's always easy to say than do. And let me share with you guys one more thing. You guys know, like, um, you, you know how, when you have cash buyer and people are exact same thing. Cause I get messages and DM and say, Hey Kong, I'm ready. I'm ready. And when you tell them, well, this is what you have to pay. Right. Oh, Kong, I want to be met. This is, I want to be mentor. I want to, this is what you have to pay. Most people, when the reality hits them, they know that, oh shoot, it's getting serious. It's like a cash buyer, you know, when, when they say, oh yeah, I want it. And then when they what, decided to sign it or, or maybe you buy your first house or property or whatever it is like that, when it gets real, you will know the real, like who you are. Like, 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 like it becomes so real where most people say, oh shoot, I'm not ready. I thought I was ready, but I'm not ready. So a lot of people, it's, it's always easy to say than do like, you know, and, and the thing is now, um, Jordan, let me ask you this, man. You said that you were kind of new and sorry, you guys, for those of you, this might be boring, but for some <laughs> of you, this might be because you guys are on the same kind of thinking and, and, and you like this kind of talk, but I want to elaborate with Jordan a little bit here because I, I think, um, uh, cause I want to get something cleared up. So Jordan, you, you said that you always kind of knew deep down that you kind of an entrepreneur. I, I, like, I'll be honest. I hate to work for other people. I hate it. I like, it, it doesn't work for me. I like, I've been like, I, like I, I sell whatever I have to sell to make it. Like when I was younger, I would always figure out ways to make a living. Like I've like, like, yeah, it's just always been something that I've always done. Like, I'm just, I, I'm a natural salesperson. I love to sell. Um, and, and like, when you do wholesaling, if you're a natural salesperson, you don't have to sell anything. You know what I mean? Like, you're buying stuff from people. So if you're good at selling stuff, imagine how good you are at buying stuff from people. You know what I mean? Like yep. buying houses from, so when I, when I, I, I really fell in love with it because I was like, damn, this is the easiest thing that I've ever come across. But, but it's the simplest, but it's not the easiest, but it's just so worth it. And it's so rewarding and it's, and it's so fun. Like I, I just, yeah, I fell in love with it. Gotcha. And the thing is, I want to go into this entrepreneur thing because I will, for those of you who are like Jordan, great. For those of you who's like me, I'm, I'm about to share something with you guys. So, Jordan, you, you said that as, as you were young, like how old were you where you started to do your first like little business? Like, like you said that you always kind of knew inside of you, you hated working for somebody, mm -hmm. kind of have that entrepreneur. You, you know how Gary Vee or, or, or some other people like at the young age, they are selling pace for a car and making extra money. Mm -hmm. So how old were you where you were kind of in the entrepreneur? So, um, I, well, Money was always, well, I, so I grew up really, really, I'm Dominican, right? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Latino, right? So I'm from Dominican Republic. I was, I was born and raised in New York. Thank God, because, um, it, man, life is a lot easier when you're born and raised in America. Um, so, and my fa I'm but I'm first generation, right? My family um, came here from, from their country. So we were, we were super poor but we had a big family so we we kind of like kept each other afloat um and you know growing up i never had any like i didn't have nothing nothing like i just all i had was uh, like a a bed and a house and at the time 
I was grateful for it, but I always knew like my, my family, they don't understand the entrepreneurial mindset. They only understand work, 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 work. That's all they know. And my mom used to work like three jobs at one point, you know, and I remember I would never see her. I would never see her. I would just one, there's one memory in my, in my brain that, that, that will never leave. I remember, um, I remember uh, waking up like at 10 o'clock in the night and my mom bringing me a, a, a pair of sneakers that she bought for me as a gift. But, I, I, but I, I haven't seen her in like a week because she's been working so much. And at the same time, we're still poor, you know? So she's working all these jobs, but we're still poor. So, so it's stuck in my mind. That, um, and I, I started like, I, I started working young. Like I was like, I remember my mom got in trouble and this is bad, this is bad, but my mom got in trouble for taking me to work instead of going to school. I remember I went to, like, I remember my mom worked at a, at a supermarket and I went to pack bags at the supermarket when I was like five years old. And I, and I went the next day to school with like 30 bucks and, every, and the teachers were like, how did you, where'd you get that from? And I didn't know, and I told them I made it working yesterday. And I was supposed to be at school, so they, like, you know, she got in trouble for that. But it's like, it, 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 since a young, young person, like, it was just always, always fascinating to me. So, um, so Jordan, when did you start your little, like, uh, I guess, business? Um, so I, I never, well, I mean, I, 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 I didn't really have, like, a full, full, any full businesses, um, music was always like you know i would sell beats i would you know what i mean i would produce for other people i would i had a studio in my in in my house so i would always record other people um but i never had any like long lasting like successful business i would just make money here and there every you know what i mean i would just always figure out a way to make a little bit of money here a little bit of money there a little bit of but it was never anything concrete you know because looking back i know it's because the mindset that i had as a child it was given to me by my parents and my family, and it was the wrong mindset to have. You know, I, I, I never really um, saved any money. I didn't understand how important it was to save money. Um, I just, you know, whatever I made, I would spend it on, on anything, you know. Gotcha. But, yeah, yeah, but, but um, really, like, I, I, I pretty much just, like, um, for me, music was my entire life. And, and I know that if it wasn't for music, I would have started, I would have been successful business-wise a long, long time ago. Because music, I understood with music, I had to sacrifice the, the financial um, aspect for, for uh, however long it took me until that, you know, blew up and, and that, that gave me financial freedom. But when it came to music, I invested everything I had into music, into equipment, into beats, into whatever it took. And that was like 19 years of my life. So, you know, so, so I really wasn't even trying to like grow a business. You know, I was just trying to like grow a career at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. Mm -hmm. So, man. So, okay. So now let me tell you guys a little bit. Okay. So the reason why I asked Jordan this question, because I want, I want to share, I want to touch those of you who are kind of like me now. I was never, I was, I was never thought that, like I never have, I don't know what people mean by they have that entrepreneur inside of them, mm -hmm. but I don't like, I never had that entrepreneur inside of me, but I'll tell you guys something. So when, so basically I came over to America, I guess when I was about nine or so, for those of you who are my OG, you might, you probably know a little bit about my story. 
But back in Vietnam, obviously, you know, uh, we grew up dirt poor. My, my mom and dad didn't have money for me to go to school. So I never really had form education when I was back in, um, back in Vietnam. So I can't read or write in my own language. I can speak very good, but I can't read or write. So when we, when we came over here, every, I remember I never had a summer in my life. Never had a summer. Like, I, I, I hated school. But after school was over, at when I was like already 9, 10, I was going picking uh, berries. So every summer, um, you know, and I would see these, these kids out there, they were picking for fun. But for me, it wasn't picking for fun, man. I was waking up at, uh, I was waking up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, going, to, uh, going doing a paper route with my brother. And then, at, and then within that two hours, at 6 a.m., and then we'll, we'll go and then we'll pick berries all of the way until like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. at night. And I was nine or 10 year old. And man, we were out there hustling, picking. I remember my whole body was covered in mud. We don't care if it rain, it shine, if it's thunder outside, doesn't matter. But uh, I was raised up in a family where, um, just like Jordan said, you know, my parents was always work, 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 work at a job. They wanted me to, you know, graduate from school, go get a, a, a college degree and things like that and be somebody, right? They want me to like sit, sit in an office and make easier money than they, and they do. Mm-hmm. I really thought that my life was going to turn out where I was just going to get a job uh, working for somebody. Now, let me share with you guys something. My wife and I are both high school dropout. So we are like stupid in school. But we are, I wouldn't say street smart. I wouldn't say, you know how people said you're either smart at books or street smart. So let me tell you, like my wife, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word uh, street smart, but my wife and I were more street smart than book smart. So, you know, so, so when we came in contact with people where we knew that there is something that we had, we can gain from, from this person, we'll make sure, you know, we, we, we treat them right. You know, we get them gifts. So we try, you know, so you got to find ways to win these people over. But, you know, um, you know, and and things like that, that, um, that, you know, so, and and I want to tell you, it's like when, until, until I met my wife, I, you know, my whole thing was, I told my parents, I probably, you know, and I even tell two of my good friends when they were, when we're in school, these two friends of mine, they're super smart, right? They are the 4.0. I was like, getting D's and F, I was passing the class because I just show up. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember t- uh, telling them that, hey, you guys going to go off and you guys going to do something great, man, and uh, make sure that you come back and take care of me and hire me on and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I always thought that I was just going to go and work for somebody. Never thought that I would actually, you know, go and, and own business and be an entrepreneur like this. But when I so where did that come from? Where did the entrepreneurial like mindset come from? So let me tell you guys. So when I met the wife, she, she has a, so she has a dream. So her, you know, she, so, so, so she's the one that has uh, the dreams of being a, a, a millionaire. I never had that. I never had that dream in me. Right. I knew that I was a hardworking guy. I don't care if I have to work 14 hours, 12 hour, whatever it is. Right. So she has that um, in her, the dream of being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you guys something. So my whole, my why is to, to, to make her dream come true. And, and what I'm telling you guys is that for those of you who are, who know that you are a hard worker, that have the work ethic inside of you and you have a goal. I mean, that's pretty much for me. It's like, 
you know, it's, 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 so for, for, for me, it's just, I have that work ethic in me and I was just going and doing whatever that business or career is morally, you know, not, not doing something illegal, mm -hmm. but I have that work ethic in me that would, whichever business or whichever it is, I'm just, I'm going all in, all in as mean like all in my time, my energy, my focus, I'm just going to go all in at it and don't care how much hours and time I put into it. And, and just to make it, to, just to make it uh, successful. And my why is, it's, it's, it's my why, you know, as an Asian man, you know, there's a saying in my country that, you know, it's like, you're the man, you got to take care, you got to provide. Yeah. You're the provider. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so for me, it's like, I want to live up to that standard and I want to make sure that, you know, whatever my wife wants, I want to be able to, um, whatever it is, figure it out to get it for her. So that's, so that's kind of my drive, right? So right. I mean, even right now, um, you know, she, she could say, Hey, you know what, Kong, I'm done. I don't want any more. We're good. And, and I can be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is now that you, once you start getting a little success, like things like your mind, like once you start getting a, a little success, you just want to keep on going and growing. Like you, you don't want to stop. And, uh, but, uh, but, 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 but I'm telling those of you who have the work ethic and who knows that you are a hard worker, that, 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 that you can achieve your goals. Like, you, you, like, don't feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm born an entrepreneur, but if you have the work ethic and, and, and you find something that you, you feel like that can make you the kind of money that you want and you go at it and you commit and stick with it, I promise you that you'll be able to make it happen. And people say that, you know, people said, hey, find your passion, do what you love. To be honest with you guys, my wife, my wife and I, it's all about finding a business that can just make us a lot of money. Like, I don't, I, I don't, you know, so like we, like, um, you know, so we, we don't follow like our passion or, 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 or things like that. I believe that first you got to do what you don't like to do. You got to do things that you don't like to do. You hate, you know, so one day you can do all the stuff you love to do. I, I believe that you got to pay the price and then you get the reward. Mm -hmm. so first you got to do everything you hate man everything you don't like so one day you can use the money and leverage and hire people to do the things you don't like to do so you can go on and do what you like to do i mean i don't like you know when we first started wholesaling i don't like sitting there from 9 p.m until 12 p.m 12 a.m 1 a.m 2 a.m in the morning for seven days in a row and you guys i'm not talking about months i'm talking about years one year two years in i was just sitting there writing and do I like it? No, but I knew that I have to suck it up. I have to suck it up and do whatever, whatever it takes. So one day I don't have to do that for the rest of my life. And for some of you guys, you guys can't, you guys can't sacrifice the short-term pain because it's too painful because it require you to not taking a day off. It requires you to go at it. But for those of you who can do that, then you don't have to sacrifice your entire year's to work until you're 65. And, and what I mean by that is those that don't, are not willing to compact and make the short-term sacrifice, they end up making a long-term sacrifice. Because what they are is they doing what's easy and not, not doing what is hard. And when my wife and I was living in, in that little shack, you guys, when my wife, when I was living in that little shack, we limit our budget to like $50 a month for like two or three years. 
living in that little shack, most people cannot do that. Most people, you know, some of our friends say, hey, Carl, you guys making some money. You guys have saved up some money. Why don't you guys go rent a new place? Why don't you guys take some vacation, you know, live your life, right? Uh, live your life, you know, what if you die tomorrow? Well, I, I, I got to tell you guys one thing. It's, and, and, and for us, it's like, you know, um, and, and I'm really sorry to, 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 to keep dragging this on, but, okay. but, 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 but my whole thing is at that time, you know, there was a dreams that playing inside of, uh, of the wife and myself. And that is not to, and that is to become a millionaires and not have to work about 60, 65 or 70. And those that get, you know, and now, I mean, we see our friends and family. That's, that's what they do. They, uh, they, they go to work, they make some money, they save up and then they save up a little bit of money instead of investing in self, themselves, looking for a business to change their life. They take a vacation or they go buy a brand new car or they got to go buy a Louis Vuitton. I mean, some of my, some of my friends and family, um, you know, we probably make 10 times more, but they, t they spend 10 more time than we do. <laughs> they spend like a millionaires when they're not. <laughs> so, so the thing is, you know, so, I mean, so the thing is you either do short-term pain and long-term gain, which means you, you compact the short-term, sacrifice three to four to five years of your life. Just focus on, on growing yourself, your business. And so that way you don't have to sacrifice the, uh, the long-term. Mm -hmm. That's so true, man. I, I honestly, for, I just want to say congratulations to you guys. Like, I, like you guys are, your story is incredible. It's just, it's just, is is it like I, I follow so many people, and I've heard a lot of stories, and, and I think your your stories and, and your wife's stories is by far, like the 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 like the most insane. Like you could write a movie about it. You know what I mean? I'm serious. And what you guys have accomplished is 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 incredible. And the fact that you guys are giving back is super super incredible. And and I, like I've been a fan of, of your page for a long long time. But um. Thank you for the kind word, man. Thank you. Thank you for the kind word. Thank you so much. So Jordan, hey man, let's jump into it. I know everybody's been waiting for talk yeah. about first talk about first your first wholesale deal, bro. So I really wanted my partner to be here because he can explain it a million times better. But this deal, um, it 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 came it like I don't know if he's like I, I want to tell the story because it's 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 something uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if like who believes in God or, or like who believes in whatever you guys believe in. Um, but I, ha I have to talk about what I believe in, you know, because it's just it's it's the most motivating factor in my life because I've been through so much. And there's been so many times that I could have been gone and I wouldn't be here. And it's only because of God. And I, and I feel like that. And man, like when like I've failed so many, I've failed more times than I, than anybody has tried around me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I just kept getting up and kept getting up and always had faith. And it's always been because of that, because I always knew there was something bigger than me looking out for me. So I met my partner. Um, his name is Damasio, by the way, Damasio Jones. Um, I met him uh, through a, a Facebook group. Right. Um, I think it was, uh, um, I, I forgot, but it wasn't wholesale, wholesaling full time. It was another one, but it was a wholesaling Facebook group. And he started a year ago 
with with his best friend, right? And unfortunately, his friend ended up passing, right? And after that happened, he 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 pulled away from it and and he lost focus and and he he didn't even end up getting his first deal. Um, and then fast forward a year later, he starts again, right? And and I start around the same time. We don't know each other. And I think that I hit him. I think I messaged him because he had a, a property and I was asking him if he wanted a JV. And I was, you know, since I didn't have any money, I was, I did have a little bit of money, but I was being very cheap. I, I wanted to, to save as much money as possible. I didn't want to spend any money marketing yet. I only had about seven, $8,000, right? So I didn't want to spend anything marketing yet. I was still working my job. I hit him up and I was like, hey, you know, I was hitting up a bunch of people. Hey, you want a JV? I, I can help you find buyers, whatever the, whatever the case was. I was just trying to make a little bit of money so I can have some, some money for marketing. So, um, you know, I spoke to a bunch of people, but he was the only one that I kept in contact with. And that property that we tried to JV didn't work out. Right. We, we had to go through a, a couple of properties that didn't work out because of whether it was too, you know, we, we, we the, the, the repair prices that we estimated were too low or the asking price was too high or whatever it was. Um, so the first one ended up falling through. The second one we got together was in both. These are both in Baltimore. The second one, the mortgage was too high and we got, and there was no way to negotiate it down anymore. I know that if that mortgage was lower, that woman would have sold it to us for, for a lower price and we would have been able to make like 10,000. Um, but we ended up having to let it go after like a month and a half, but we tried so hard every single day and we were just, it was a learning process for us. You know, like we, at the end of it, we, we weren't even upset that we didn't make any money. We were just like, damn, we learned a lot on that one. Right. So we moved on to the next one. And at this point, um, we've been driving around for dollars and, um, he, he, I, I remember it was, it was, we've been working together for like two months now and haven't made any money. Um, we haven't spent any money marketing yet. And I remember he was driving around his neighborhood, just looking for houses. And he was sending me addresses through Facebook. And he was like, save, cause I, we were putting together a list, right. Of like uh, abandoned houses. Right. Um, so he sent me this address and he was like, Hey, this is my friend. I used to live in this neighborhood. It's a really good neighborhood in Baltimore. And um, uh, my friend used to live at this house. I bet they still own this house. And it was completely like, in, like, like torn down. Like nobody lived in it. Um, the roof had a big hole in it. It was so bad that there was grass growing inside of the house on the floor. Like it was like, it was terrible. <laughs> and, um, and we like, we got so happy. We were like, oh, this is a good one. So, um, we, uh, he sent me the, the, the person's name and he was like, Hey, look this person up. So I was trying to skip trace him. I couldn't find nothing. I looked him up on Facebook. I couldn't find nothing. And I was like, Hey, I can't find nothing. Mind you, this, that this day was my birthday, right? It was August 14, 2018. So he didn't even know it was my birthday. And I was just like, you know, at home celebrating with my girlfriend and working a little bit on the, at the same time. And so, um, he so so then as he's leaving that house his friend pulls up to pick up the mail the, the house is like nobody can live in it his friend pulls up at the same exact time as he was leaving the driveway 
so he sees his friend and his friend says, hey, um, you know, uh, he tells his friend, hey, we, we want to buy this house from you. And he was like, well, you know, somebody offered me 30000 but I didn't, I didn't accept the offer for 30000 cash. So then I told him, I texted him really fast. I was like, okay, so offer him 50000 And um, that was just to get it under contract while we researched it and then came back and maybe like tried to negotiate it down if need be. So uh, he offered him 50000 His friend immediately was like, okay, I'll take it. Um, the only thing was... It wasn't under his friend's name. It was his. It was under his dad's name. His friend's dad was the owner of the house. Um, but as soon as he, as as his friend said okay to fifty thousand, he text. He called me and he and he was like and we were just like ecstatic. We knew, we knew that this house was worth like like that. We knew the ARV was around like two thirty to like two seventy. So we were like, oh my god. So I looked it up immediately and I'm like, yo, the ARV is two fifty. And, 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 um, and then we start talking and he's like, you know, you know what I think, like, like, first of all, this was like super crazy how we just happened to run in, run into each other. And he was like, I think this was a gift from my best friend that passed away. And I was like, why do you, why do you say that? And he's like, well, today's his birthday. So I, I ended up having the same birthday as his best friend that he was partnered with a year ago, trying to make this happen. And, and it was just like the most, like, it was just like the craziest thing and like the craziest coincidence. And long story short, we, you know, looked it up. The RV was 250,000. The rep we didn't know what the, cause it was a complete, like it was, it was so bad that it was almost a teardown. Like it was like right at the border of being a teardown. So, so I was like, I think that this is going to take like a hundred thousand dollars to fix. It didn't have a basement. It was just one floor. Um, uh, I'll tell you, I don't know if it says in the contract. It doesn't say how many beds and baths, but I think it was four or two. So, um, so, so we got it for 50000 but he hadn't signed the contract yet. So I, I went back to my, my partner and I was like, hey, offer him 40000 because I knew that he turned down 30000 So I was like, offer him, oh, by the way, by this time, we already figured out that there was a lien on it for 8000 and change. There was a tax lien on the house for 8000 and change. Um, so we knew that, you know, that, that he was going to have to pay that off. So we offered him 40000 Luckily, he accepted it, right? It was very easy. We didn't have to negotiate or anything. Um, then we were super ecstatic. We knew that we were going to make like fifty, sixty thousand 60000 on this. So... Um, we took it to the, to the, to the, to a title person, a title lady. And it, once we took it there, like the next day, like she was just like, Hey, I, I have some bad news. Um, the house is owned by, uh, 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 the guy's father, right? The, the guy that, that we spoke to, it's owned by his father and his, and his mother. The bad news was that his mother passed away and the, and his father had dementia. And then we figured out that the mother had a brother and he owned the other half of the title. So there were three people on the title. Two of them were deceased. One of them had dementia. So a me, and so the title lady wasn't helping us at all. Like she was like, like, the, like it was, she was making it even worse. And, and where I felt like she should have been, 
like telling us like, okay, you need to do this or, or doing it for us. Um, we ended up having to change. We ended up having to go to another title person. And they, again, told us this, almost the same things, but they were being more helpful about it. But they were saying, you have to figure out the, the, the um, we don't have proof that the mortgage was paid off. So you have to research it and we have to find the mortgage company because the mortgage company was bought out by another company a long time ago. Like this was like, like it was just like things coming up every single day. And every day we were like, oh damn, I don't think we're going to get this. And so, um, oh, I also forgot to mention, we assigned the deal in, in one day, in 24 hours. So, um, we just, all we did was just post it up in the Baltimore uh, real estate investment group. Um, luckily this deal was so good that so many people, so, so I knew this deal was really good. So what I did was, um, I'm, I made them bid on it. Right. So I just, I told them, Hey, look, um, I have this, this deal. I told them the address. I gave them all the info in the group and I said, highest offer wins. So people started bidding on it. You know, of course I got some low balls, like 20,000, um, but then I got some people that were like 75, you know, 80, 90, 100, you know what I mean? It was going like, and then, so we ended up um, speaking to this. I think this guy was an agent and I think he was representing a buyer, right? It was a, a real estate agent that had his own realty and he was representing a buyer. And um, it was, it's funny because this was the, the buyer that he was representing was that was the first person that came to look at the house. And um, I don't know. He said that he could fix it with like $50,000. I don't know why he told us that. But once he said that, I was like, I highly doubt it. But all right, if, all right, if that's what he thinks, you know. So I think that it was because he had a team of contractors already working for his company, big company. So, um, so and he was like a really nice guy too. Very, very serious, very straight to the point. So... I spoke to his agent and the agent was like, Hey, I'm sorry. We're not going to be able to, to, you know, to, we're not going to take it. And I was like, and I was like, damn, well, you know, so, so I, I exited, I, I exited out the, 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 the conversation on Facebook and I was just going to move on and, and I go find somebody else. But then in my head, something told me just go back and double check, just like figure out why, why they're not going to take it. I don't know why, but I, I went back and I was like, hey, um, so, you know, why is it that you guys aren't going to take it? And he was like, well, we can't pay the asking price. And, and I was like, well, you know, well, what can you pay? I didn't know what he thought the asking price was because, you know, you tell people different prices depending on like if they're hot or cold. Right. So I, I don't know why he thought that I wanted a hundred thousand. So so when I asked him, you know, what can you pay? He said ninety thousand. I was asking 80,000. 80, so I was like, holy shit. So I was like, okay, I'm sorry for cursing, by the way. So can I, I can't, okay, so I won't curse. So, I, so, when, I, so when he said 90,000, I took a little bit to respond. I didn't respond right away so that he didn't, he didn't know that I was, you know, like soup, like, you know, I don't want him to think I was desperate. And then what I said was, you know what, for you, we could do the 90,000. And then, and then he was like, I'm sorry. Um, we have to be all in for 90,000. So what we could do is 82.5. That was still incredible because we had it at 40,000. We were making 42.5 and this was our first deal ever, you know? So I was like, and we didn't spend a dime to find this deal. So I was like, okay, this is, so I was like, you know what? That's okay. We could do that. 
and we we asked because of you i i knew to ask for the emd so um we asked for five thousand as a as a deposit um it took them a couple of days but they they got it in and um it was you know it was like it was super smooth like it was when it came to the buyer and assigning it it was the easiest thing in the world like so many people wanted it um the hard part was with the title like there was a million things coming up every single day and and we were just every day was a new reason to be scared that this wasn't going to go through you know and um my partner was actually the reason i wanted him to be here is because he was the one that because since he's in baltimore and um we're like the value we bring different values to the team right so like i'm the salesperson i'm the, the numbers person i'm the business person i'm the marketing person he's the paperwork the contracts the you know what i mean the dispositions like he he's really good at making contracts he's really good at, at doing paperwork and researching and doing all the all the computer work and the and like the like the you know like the hr work because that's what he's been doing for 15 years so man like he resolved those title issues on his own like the title company didn't resolve them he did it he we had to go and get in contact with the 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 the, the son and daughter of the man that passed away that owned half of the, the house and when we spoke to them they said that they didn't know that somebody in their family told them that they weren't entitled to any of the house to anything from the house so the so the daughter cried when we called her. When we called her and told her that she was entitled to half of the of the of the house, she cried and she had no idea that that she was entitled to anything because somebody told her that she wasn't. So then me and my partner were scared. We were like, damn, I don't know if there's gonna be like a family war over the house and they're gonna try to negotiate the price up. And it was so many things. And then I was like, hey, we have to double close this because they once they figure out how much we're making it's it's over it's over because they got to pay the eight thousand lien and then they got to split it between like three four people so i was like and this was before we even knew that we were going to close it so um luck so the bad news was in, uh, in baltimore it's very hard to double close at least with the with the title companies that we were working with they just weren't going to do it so um so uh, we had to just like do the the, the regular closing, um, but luckily the daughter of the the man that was deceased, um, she was very nice, very very collected, and and she was okay with the forty thousand for the house. Um, they were gonna lose it to a tax sale either way. Like the the house was gonna be auctioned at any mo at any point. They could have they could have you know like put it out like they could have put up an auction date and auctioned it off. So we were just trying to do everything as fast as possible. So. In total, it took us um, uh, a month and a half to close. And the only reason we closed, when I tell you that, I, like we got, so so the man was in his early, in like the early stages of dementia, um, but the title company, they were, they, they were like, there's no way that we can close this without uh, a notice from the doctor stating that he is able to, to sign. So uh, something he had, a, he had a doctor that he's had for like his whole life. And something told me that that doctor wasn't going to say yes, that he was okay. So, but we, you know, but we spoke to him. We knew that he was conscious. We knew that like, like everybody knew that he wanted to sell the house that, you know? So um, something happened that was like really weird. When they went to go make the doctor's appointment, 
his old doctor had retired by that time. So they had to get him a new doctor. And it was the first time meeting this new doctor. And it was a woman. And she looked at him and she tested him. And she, and she sent the letter back. And she said that, that he was good to sign. And I was like, oh, my God. If he wasn't able to, if, if that didn't happen, oh, my goodness. Like, it, this would have, it would have been, it wouldn't have been worth it, you know? So, man, like, uh, there was so many. I'm trying to see if I can, if I'm remembering everything that happened because, it was a lot of things, but yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it, you know. Oh, and then the, the uh, it was it was just like a mess. So then at the end, the title company said that since we're making more than the people that are selling the house, which I didn't know that th I didn't know that this was a thing. She said that she doesn't want to do it through her escrow. So she 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 told us to make a contract with the buyer so that the buyer can pay us directly with a cashier's check. And I was panicking. I was like, oh my God, this is not, this is not going to work. Like they're just going to take the money and they're just going to buy the house and leave. You know, they're not going to give us the, the 40,000. And then um, the buyer was smart and he took advantage of that happening. And he told us um, that there was something wrong with the house and that he has to drop it from 42.5 to 40,000. So he saved himself an extra 2.5. At this point, we were just so scared of the deal not, not happening. We were just like, I don't, like, just, it doesn't matter. So um, luckily, the buyer was, an, was a really good person. We did, we signed the, the addendum and we, and, and everybody signed the addendum for the, the 40,000 um, to be paid to us. Um, but they did something really wrong where they only wrote the check to my partner. And, and so my partner had to check it into his bank account and then send me my, my half. And I got, and luckily my, I can trust my partner, but imagine, you know what I mean? Imagine if that would have went wrong, you know, like, so luckily my partner is such a great person and such a, like such an honest person that he sent me the, the, my half, but man, like they, they could have really screwed me over. So it was just a bunch of things that could have went wrong, you know, but thank God, you know. Nice man, Jordan. I want to say congrats, bro. Through all of that, you got it done. You guys, smash the thumbs up. Show also, our guests some love. This is this is the the um. I want to show the contract so that everybody knows that I was a part of the deal, um, because um the check only has my partner's name on it. Yeah, but this is it. That's that's the copy of it. Nice. And the thing is, you guys, everyone that I get into on the channel, I verify with them. You know, they got to send me a picture of the check. So I, yeah, yeah. I, so I verify information before I get them on. I just don't want to get people on and just give you guys stories and not actually doing it. Yeah. So please. Um, so Jordan, come on, man. <laughs> Woo! Dude, yeah. I, can, I can relate to this story on many, many different levels. There are deals where you wake, you go to sleep and you'll be like, oh God, please, <laughs> everything goes smooth. And you're waking up every day and like, oh my God, please don't, please don't have anything go wrong. I Dude, I know exactly how you feel. And, um, and the thing is, yes, getting paid outside of escrow. Dude, I know how you feel, man. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, you know, I had to do all, when I first started, I didn't know the whole thing. So I was, I was like, oh my God, we, we have this one buyer and he had to pay me. Um, 28,000. That was my first wholesale deal outside of escrow. And I was like, Oh God, please dude, please just don't just, just don't take the money. You know, just don't take and run. I know, man. Like I, I didn't know what I was going to do if anything went wrong. Cause we had yeah. the paperwork, but I didn't, I didn't know if I was, you know what I mean? Like it was just a lot. 
Dude, I know exactly what you're saying, dude. And I also know exactly what you're saying when you're like, you know what? You just don't know why something happened, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it makes everything work. Mm -hmm. Bro, mm -hmm. dude, I know, man. So, dude, like, yeah, yeah, for those of you, you want to believe in the universe, God, whatever it is that is God to you or whatever it is. But yes, I believe in God. And to be honest with you, my wife and I wouldn't be here doing what we're doing if it weren't for God, you know, the higher power to kind of oversee us of, of, and, and then trying to, you know, get a lot of times where we plan stuff where it doesn't go as planned, mm -hmm. but then, but then it turns out to be a lot better than what we planned it because, you know, cause, cause we, we keep our eyes on our price, right? We keep our eyes on our goal. But we, we, we are keeping thinking, take this path, right? This is the path. And all of a sudden, that path didn't work out. We're like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. uh, why didn't it work out? But the thing is, you can't connect the dots by looking. You can only connect the dot by looking backward. So when yeah. you get to where you are, you look back and you'll be like, oh, gosh, I knew why that had to happen. It happens to get me to a place where I want it to be or even better. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, it's really hard to – you know, it's, it's really hard to, uh, it's, it's really hard to take that reality because you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. So you thinking, Oh yeah, you know, this, this, this is your plan, but God has better plan for you, man. Absolutely. That's Dude. what I feel. I feel like, it, so I also, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in, um, I just started, uh, reading think and grow rich, um, a few months ago. I've always been a big believer in positivity and the law of attraction and, and, mm. and, you know, and like speaking your, your future into existence and your dreams into existence. And th this last year has, I've, I've felt the most guided by God that I've ever felt in my entire life. And it's been things that, that I didn't want to happen, like losing friends that I really cared about. But for some reason, it's just like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, the, like, the, like, I, like even trying to go back and repair that friendship and it doesn't get repaired because I feel like it's just God telling me like, Hey, you, you, you have a, a purpose, you have a path, you have a journey and, and you, you're doing great. Just stick to it. You know, I hear you, man. Yeah. I hear you, man. So the, the thing is for those of you who are going through some struggle, who are going through some heartache, who are going through some pain, who are like, why didn't my plan work out the way I want it to be? Let me tell you one thing. I like, you know, Jordan and I are not, we're not trying to get religious here, but believe that everything happens, happened for you. Just remember that everything happens, happens for you, not against you. So when you take that step forward, you got to believe that so you can take that leap of faith so you can take the next step knowing that you don't know what the outcome will be, but just believe that it's going to happen. The outcome will happen to get to where you want it to be. Otherwise you, you're otherwise without the faith, you're going to, you're going to be stuck in fear because yeah. you're so afraid to take that next step forward because you're in fear. But when you have faith, faith is believing in what is unseen. Cause if you see it's already a reality. Mm -hmm. So faith, you got to take the step and the leap forward and believing in the unseen and it's scary, but just know that it's going to happen for you, man. Because there's a lot of times where I felt like, oh my gosh, like I literally, when I was going through a rehab project, I really literally thought that 
I was going to lose everything. Everything that my wife and I worked hard for, we, we were getting into such a financial stress, but I don't know how we did it, but we just keep pushing just each and every single day. Take that next step forward, take the next step forward and things just, just turn out, uh, uh, to be fine. So that's what I'm telling you. Those of you who's going through the heartache and the struggles, uh, whatever it is, thing hasn't been working out for you. Just keep going. Maybe your season hasn't come yet. You know, maybe this is the time where you are being tested. You got to understand you are going to be tested. You are going to be challenged when you try to get to success. When you try to get your life to the next level, you will, man. You're going to be tested and you're going to be challenged. And the challenge and the test is to, to pretty much, so you know who you are. Am I going to, like, like when, like, I have so many people said, hey, Kong, I want this, I want this, I want this. But guess what happened, man? When you are being challenged and being tested, they back off. They go back to doing their regular things. Yeah. Dude, it's not going to be hard, man. I mean, it's not going to be easy, dude. It's going to be hard, man. And that's why, not a, that's, why, that's why there's not a lot of people that succeed. Because it's going to be hard. Because whatever you say you want, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be tested. And that's when you know who you really are. Most just say and don't do. Because when they like, – I have so many people say, hey, Kong – I'm willing to work hard, man. I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to sacrifice. Two weeks, uh, two months later, oh, Kong, um, I'm going to go on a vacation, man. <laughs> Dude, what the heck, man? <laughs> That's so true, man. I, like, I'm not going to lie. My first thought wasn't, I'm going to go on a vacation. My first thought after, this is, first of all, biggest check I've ever gotten in my, in my entire life. I, I have on my board, I wrote a million dollar check, right? And and I, and I wrote, um, I wrote, I wrote it out perfectly. Like it's one of my own checks. I put it on my board and, and I, and I put it there to remind myself like what, like what I'm striving for. And, um, it's like, the thing is I, I wanted to be successful my entire life, but I never deserved it until now because I never put the work in to change my brain, to change my mind, the way that I think, the way that I look at everything and to change, like, 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 this is the biggest thing. You have to prepare your mind for the life that you want to live. Until you prepare your mind, what does that look like? Well, it looks like thinking positively, right? It, it looks like, like telling yourself every day, you know, like, all right, um, you know, uh, what do I want to achieve? Well, I want to, I want to get to the point where I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a month profit and, and from wholesaling, from real estate, you know what I mean? Like making your goals as clear as possible, but also don't not forgetting about the small wins because those, those small wins add up to those really big wins over time. You know what I mean? Like you look back and, and you know, like the journey of a thousand steps, the journey of a thousand miles, it starts with the first step, right? So it's just the way that it is, man. And also what attracted me to, to wholesaling, and I think the most beautiful part about it is that you can do it from anywhere. Like, like I never once saw that house in Baltimore, not once. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even have to leave my house to make that check. And that's the most beautiful part about it. It's just like incredible. Like one day I'm going to be able to do this from Hawaii 
or from Paris or from China or from, you know what I mean? Like it literally, like, like one day I'm going to be able to travel the world while my business is running itself and I'm just managing it, you know? And my dream is to go on and build more and more businesses. And cause it's my favorite thing to do. I love to put businesses together. I love, it's a competition for me, you know, like it just, I love putting things together and putting it out into the world and watching it grow and 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 succeed it's just a it's just an incredible thing absolutely agree jordan and i want to say congrats on on all uh on all your success so far brother you're doing absolutely amazing man keep on crushing it and before i end this i want to share something with you guys nowadays when people ask for my times i always charge and let me tell you guys why when I first started and then I started getting some results, right? We're starting to do about 30K a month, 50K a month, 100K a month. People, people in my area said, hey, Kong, can we meet for coffee? Sure, Kong, I, I, dude, I'm in a position right now, man. Uh, I, you know, and they text me their stories and things like that. I felt them. I go and talk with them. They say, Kong, you know, I'm willing to grind. I'm willing to work hard, man. And, and so, after so after talking to so many people, I realized that, you know what? Most just talk, but don't do. Most just say, Kong, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys got to understand, man, this is not a one month. This is not a one year thing. Dude, it's a lifestyle, man. If you want to keep on growing, you got, you got to have that work ethic inside of you. It's not just saying it, but dude, doing it every single day. Let me tell you guys, what you, what you guys see, all you guys see is you get to see the now, but you don't see what we go behind the screens. There were days where, um, there were days where, you know, when, when I was first going, you guys got to understand that each and every single day you wake up and you feel like, oh man, you're putting in so many work, but you're not seeing anything. Uh, one month you wake up, same thing. Two months you wake up, same thing. Three months you wake up, same thing. And then those people get discouraged and say, man, I put so much work, but nothing. You guys got to understand you are just planning. Maybe at that time, it's not your season yet. It's not your season. You are just planting your seeds. The season will come where you, you're going to harvest what you plant. But I have so many people, man, it's like when, when reality hits you, then you know who you really are. I have so, that's why I'm like, hey, dude, if you want to talk to me in a minute, I'm sorry, bro, but this is the amount. Because so many people say it, but when it comes to doing it, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so many people can't, you know, I have so many, like, um, like I give you guys a quick example. My sister called me and said, hey, Kyle, I want to get into a wholesaling. You know what? I want to replace wholesaling. I want to do what you do and replace my income. This is what I tell her. Well, I said, you know what? What is your, what is your goal? Like, what is the time frame that you're going to put out for this? She's like, well, you know, um, I want to try, you know, she's like, I'm willing. I, I, I'm ready, Kong. I'm willing to do it. I'm ready, man. You know, I just don't want to work at, at this anymore. And, uh, and then she, she, she's like, you know, I'm willing to go at this for the next six months or a year. I said, okay, great. I said, do you know what you have to sacrifice to get to where you want to be? I said, you have kids. You, you're going to stop taking vacation. You're going to, there's days where you're going to cut off the time with your kids. Cause you know why? So that way later in life, you can spend all the time with your kids. Mm-hmm. So I said to her and there's going to, you know, and you can't be, and then you're going to be working this many hours a day. And she said, oh man, uh, oh, really? I say, dude, man. Yeah. It's not good. I asked her, I said, I understand that you have a goal and what you want to accomplish. And I said, yes, 
The ultimate goal is trying to get to where you want it to be as quickly as you can. But let me tell you what life is. Let me tell you the reality of life is. What if, it, what if you can't make that happen in six months? What if you can't make that happen in a year? Are you going to keep going? So she said, oh, man. Really? So she went home and uh, chat with her husband. And I said, that's, that's what you have to sacrifice. She chat with her, her husband, came back. And tell, trust me, my sister hit me up for like a couple months and saying she's ready. Chat with her husband, came back and said, Kong, I, I don't think I'm ready. You know, my kid is young. I want, to ha I want to spend as much time with them. I don't want to lose out on this time with them. I want to spend as much time with them as I can. And this and that. Great. Do you guys get understand? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but that is the life that she, you know, that's the willing, that is the trade that she's willing to trade for. So there's nothing wrong with that. But see, the thing is you got to figure that out so you don't waste your time. Now you know, you know what? I like my life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm okay with working this many and then I spend time with my kid. I take my vacation every quarter. It's okay. It's not for everybody, right? It's okay. So now you figure out exactly what you want so you don't have to in the back of your head, oh man, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're debating. So now she's back doing whatever she's doing and she's happy. But so it's not for everybody, you guys. It's not for every one of you. This is only, you know, it's only for a percentage of you guys. You know, it's only for a percentage of you guys. And that is what Jordan and I are trying to, are trying to target. As we trying to deliver this information to the percentage, the small percentage of you guys that know that you want much more in life, that know that you're going to pay the price, that know that this is taking time, that this, you know that this is not an overnight thing, but you're willing to trade knowing that whatever you're going to get is much more value than what you're going to sacrifice it for. All right. And that's all it is about, man. Being an entrepreneur, creating your own life, creating that lifestyle you want. You know that you're going to go through the same thing as everybody go through, man. But uh, anyways, Jordan, man, this is a long one, dude. And I really, really enjoy it. But uh, for those of you who wants to connect with you, Jordan, uh, how do they connect with you, man? So, um, my Instagram is just like a blank Instagram. I just use it to like follow um, uh, real estate entrepreneurs and stuff. But um, uh, on Facebook, you can look up Jordan Tavares, J-O-R-D-A-N-T-A-V-E-R-A-S. Um, you know, if you guys want to, whatever you guys want to do, man, I'm I, like, I'm willing to like speak to people and, and, and help them figure some things out. But, you know, like whatever, whatever I can help with pretty much. Yeah. And, and let me be real. Don't hit Jordan up and say, hey, dude, can I ask for this many minutes and time free, bro? Come on, man. Come on, you guys. There is nothing free in life. You guys got to understand it. If you want the free, you got to pay the time to figure things out. If you want an answer right away, you got to cough off that money, bro. That is just life, man. There's nothing free in life. Maybe for some of you guys, you guys said, hey, I got free things in life. My wife and I, throughout our, throughout our journey, never. We have to pay time or we have to pay with money. Yeah. But every single time, you know, we try to get to the next level, it's mm -hmm. not free, dude. And one thing is um, there's a lot of people out there that they, they may see people like Kong and people like, you know, these like really successful entrepreneurs. And, and they, you know, they think, well, I want to, how can I speak to him? How can I be his friend? How can I, you know what I mean? How can I network with him? Well, the best advice I can give you is go out there and succeed in your business and grow as a person. And you're naturally going to attract people like this. You're naturally going to attract people that are successful in other industries or maybe in real estate or whatever. But people that are already successful 
admire hard work and success in other people because they see that they see themselves in that person. So if you if you want to network with with people that you look up to, grow as a person, um, go out there and do the work. And I'm telling you, naturally, you will begin to to attract these people. Awesome, man. Jordan, hey, thank you so much, man. So um, I'm going to make sure I put, um, so Jordan, after we're done with this, if you want to shoot me an email or a DM me on Instagram of mm -hmm. all the contact info that people can reach out to you. Okay. So that way I can put it in the descriptions for those of you who want to reach out and connect with Jordan. And Jordan, any last word, tips, or advice for anyone that is just starting out or have been going at this but hasn't seen the results, man? The, the, the best advice, drive for dollars. Drive around, look for abandoned houses, and, and you know, you want to look for them, whatever area, but just, you know, think about the area. The better the area, the better, the more money you'll be able to make. Look for abandoned houses, take down the addresses, find a way to call the county assessor and figure out who owns it and what their mailing addresses are, and then either send mail to them or cold call. Cold calling has been working great for us. Um, I, I think it's, it's really cheap and it's really effective and it's really fast. So yeah, drive for dollars, abandoned houses, county assessor. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. Now, um, Jordan, you are in, so you did a deal in Baltimore and the title company, the title company that use you don't do a double close or a sign. Yeah, they didn't. I don't know if it's a Baltimore thing, but they were saying that they can't. They Wait, can't, they double so, close. so but when they assign it, they're saying that the seller knows how much you're going to make. Yeah. So what one person, what the, since, since I used two people for the first deal in Baltimore, mm -hmm. um, the first person told me that uh, one of them has to know either the seller or the buyer. Yeah. So I was like, I told her, I was like, all right, the buyer, then tell the, let, let the buyer know because you know, so, but we ended up not closing with her. We went to a different title company and she said the same thing. We can't double close. Yeah. So, you sure. know, well, the, the, the reason why I asked that is because when you assign, the seller doesn't need to know how much you make. The okay. buyer is going to know how much you make. So I was going to hook you up with a title company that, uh, okay. that my mentor okay. used in Maryland. But oh, yeah, he... I definitely need that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. I'm going to DM you that uh, title company uh, and uh, so, you can talk to the, uh, so you can talk to them. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. And if there's, uh, if there's ever anything that I can help you with, and just let me know. You have my my um, my Instagram, so whatever you need. Cool, man. Thank you so much, you guys. I've never I've never ever imagined starting out six years ago. I'll be in a positions where I can connect with you guys all around the you know all around the world. I'm just super pumped, super excited. I grew up you know throughout my years. I have two good friends, and I uh, never had really kind of this broad of a uh, of a friend. So I'm just super pumped, super excited for all the you know the followings and things like that. I brag about it all the time. I just want to let you guys know that. So thank you so much, Jordan, for taking your precious time in to jump on and do an interview with me. Um, those of you who are new to the channel, you're interested in learning about wholesaling houses, anything like that, follow me, follow Jordan. I'm going to drop his contact information out down there if you just want to connect with him. And remember, if you do enjoy and like this interview, show our guests some love, smash the subscribe button, smash that uh, thumbs up for me, and hit that, turn on that bell notification as well. So you guys, thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Jordan, have a good one, buddy. You too.